Hello and welcome to the Miss Rolling Podcast. My name is Jacob Staten and as per usual, I am joined by Joshua, JJ, Jonah, Jameson, J, Jonah, Jameson, Mary, Jesus, Joseph and the Orphans, Armstrong. How are you, JJ? Fucking tired after listening to that. It's a very long introduction. I am radical as always. How are you? Yes, I am Gucci Mane on the runaway train, mate. Thank you. Yes. 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 Um, yeah, um, I mean, let's, 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 let's dive it straight into, uh, into this. It's kind of unusual. We don't have to apologize for being slack. Yeah. Um, we told you, we told you it'd be, uh, more frequent. Charlie FM, mate. Charlie FM coming in your ears. Um, talk, JJ, Peterborough, Saturday, talk to me. Talk to you. So Peterborough on Saturday, um, was a game that I was really looking forward to uh, under the basis that... What's wrong with you? <laughs> Peterborough Saturday talk to me. Peterborough on Saturday. <laughs> well, maybe oh, we should yeah, take a longer break between episodes because obviously we don't have it in us to just rattle out gold every hold, week. Hold it together. Anyway, Peterborough on Saturday. F- looking forward to expecting a solid 4 or 5 nil. Dubbing from Forest, I thought we'd embarrass them. I thought uh, it would be a massive win in terms of getting our goal difference even higher for these vital uh, last few games. Didn't seem to be the case. Fair play to them. Uh, they gave us they gave us a bloody good go. You could tell that they were fighting for the life, and maybe it wasn't that we we weren't on our best game, but it was. I get I, I really underestimated them uh, as an opponent and. It was a really difficult game to watch. It wasn't the best quality at all and not the best performance I've seen in a Forest shirt, but, you know, we won the game. Previous managers, we play a game like that, we end up losing. So um, it wasn't the most enjoyable. Uh, it was tougher than I thought, but hey, three points. Well, come on, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I was probably expecting a closer game than it sounds like you were. Um, I've... I've only really watched Peterborough when they play played us at home. Um, they just they just don't quite seem there. If that makes sense, like so the mm. the, the managers. I think Grant McCann's a decent manager. I think Darren Ferguson has always done a, a really decent job at Peterborough. In like the three spells he's been there before Grant McCann came in. Uh, Grant McCann was unlucky to get to get binned off by the new um, Hall owner. I think he was doing a very decent job with with football resources. Um, they just they just don't have the the quality. I think you know they have everything else. I think, but just not quite the quality. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we if we if they came straight back up next season or or at least had a playoff run. Um, but yeah, it's um, and you know a phenomenal goal in my opinion. Oh, um, God. The 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 crossing the header the header gets better every different angle you see it. Yeah, it's it, yeah it was literally per- would never be. It's like the the, almost like the, you know the Rooney goal he scored when he was sixteen against Arsenal, like you know six goalkeepers wouldn't have saved it type thing. It was a perfect header, wonderful ball in, um, and then just a really professional performance where, and this is gonna segue segue right nicely into the into the Fulham game, which was last night as we're recording on Wednesday. Um, these are these are these are champion champion performances, JJ, aren't they? They are. I just want to touch on as well, uh, seeing as he scored in that game, just how great Sam Surridge is. Um, yeah. 
to the point where, you know, I was quite happy and I'm probably going to get bollocking from a few first ones for saying this because people seem to take it really personally when you criticize Lewis Grabham. Um, but it's not really a criticism of Lewis Grabham. It's more of a adoration of Sam Surridge. I saw Lewis Grabham was, start, was starting and Surridge was, and I was thrilled because I think Surridge is the future for us. I think he is fucking brilliant. Um, we'll talk about him in the Fulham game as well, but his work rate is just unreal and it's really clear to see that he is fighting for that shirt. He gives a fuck and he's scoring some absolute blinders. Everything, every single yeah. one of his goals have been a fucking lovely finish and the header as well. I mean, all credit to the cross, incredible cross, but a great header as you said. So I just really, really like Sam Surridge. I'm a massive fan of yeah. him. Yeah, I think I said on the last podcast, you know, I, I, the Keenan Davis injury, you know, it's not the best, but just a wonderful opportunity to get Sam Storage better than ahead of next season. Yeah, I've got a horrible feeling that Key, Key, the way Keenan Davis has played for us, he unless we're in the Premier League, and even then, he might not end up with us. Um, as heartbreaking as that sounds. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's just 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 to have Sam Storage in flying, his fin- finishing is lethal. And what's what's really impressive to me is normally when somebody's so good. Uh, who work so hard, sorry, they lose a bit going forward. So, you know, like I'm thinking like, you know, uh, strikers like um, Shinji Okazaki when he was at Leicester, when they won the league, he he did so much hard work hounding and chasing, hounding and chasing, he didn't score that many goals, that kind of thing. Whereas, you know, he seems to work himself into good positions. Uh, and it's just, yeah, I think yeah. he's going to be, if he, you know, if he, if he, if he can kind of get to 80% of what he's at right now this season, he's going to score 20 goals next season. Easy. Yeah, uh, and, I, I think and, so. And, and he's just looking like a steal as well at two and a half mil. Yeah. Lewis Graben obviously came on in this game as well and went off as a, as a sub. He came on as a sub, went off as a sub. So uh, not great. It's, Stevie Cooper seems to suggest that he won't be playing for definite until at least the whole game. And it sounds like it's even unsure then. So it's a shame that we're we have Davis out. Um, let's just hope that Sorridge can stay fit because he is key to the next few games. Yeah, I mean, I don't even really quite count Grabman as a striker. I don't think he's played as a, as a striker for the last, probably the last six months really. He's been playing that 10, hasn't he? Um, yeah. And I just, you know, I, I think he did a really decent job when Cooper came in before the transfer winner and stuff like that. But that position is well and truly Zinc and Argles. Yeah. Or James Garner's, um, in my yeah. opinion, and I just, I just think, you know, at this point, his contract's running out. I, I, I don't know. He, he, there's a clear, his, you know, he's pulling a muscle every week or, or whatever's happening. I just think it's a, it's a fantastic opportunity to say, you know, thank you very much. You were obviously underappreciated when you were scoring all the goals. Yeah, but, you know, thank you very much for your service, and please go and get a, a last payday somewhere else. And someone you just mentioned there. I think in recent weeks when we've talked about loan players on the podcast, we've pretty much written them off as the easiest one to just not want to take on. But over the last few games, Philip Zinconago has been fucking great. He was important yeah. um, in the build-up to the goal against Peterborough. I'm sure we're about to talk about him in depth now with the Fulham game. Um, but he's been incredible. Well, Some of the passes James Garner was pinging about in the Peterborough game, unreal. Yeah. Um, yeah, just Joe Worrell. Joe Worrell's turned into David Beckham. Yeah, just a great. It wasn't the prettiest game. It was a bit nervy, um, 
but you know we've got three points and on to the Fulham game. Yes, yes, uh, served it up nicely. Thank you. Um, I item up, you knock him down, lad. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't think I was as nervous as I should have been for this game. Really? Um, I, I, we one of the first games under Cooper that we went to was Fulham at home, where we got a um, a pay. I'll say a pasting because the score was four nil. Yeah. But I think we both said at the time we didn't play that badly. They just had very yeah. they were just four very good coming was, forward. Four 0 was flattering, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean I mean, maybe not maybe not the four goals, it maybe like four two would have been fairer type thing. I don't think we played badly. Um, as has been the case when we when we've under most of the games that we've lost under Steve Cooper. The only one I can think of we played badly was probably Middlesbrough and maybe Cardiff. the Cardiff game as well. Um but yeah, I just I wasn't I was quite optimistic coming into this game. Um, midweek, there's always lots of fans at the Fulham game. No matter when Sky try and fuck it up and, and put it on, um, they were as loud as fuck. Um, the team were up for it, and you know the best possible start with the the you know the the line out from Steve Cooper to I think it was the callback, wasn't it? He knocked it down for Sam Surridge, who put a lovely. Border, just a teasing ball down the line and Zinconagel just really important that you make these runs and you because even if he hadn't have got it this time if Tim Ream had had his head screwed on and Marek Rodak wasn't picking his nose they would they would have cleared that easy but him chasing down puts that fear of God puts that thing in the back of their head that says we need to deal with everything because if not and then all of a sudden because they're dealing with everything the ball goes out for a throw and it goes out for a corner they're not just taking the time of playing it and it, you, you get on top that way and it's it's nice to see him, him chase something down and get the you know the just rewards of a of a very cheeky goal and just just to say as well I don't know what the fuck Marco Silva was arguing about mm. um trying to try to you know I, I'd be the first to say if, if Rodak had a hand if had any part of a hand on that then it should have been disallowed because that you know that's and Joe Shred, that is the law. Um, but he had nowhere near it. And it just, Marco Silva's just, you know, the last couple of weeks, his wheels really seem to have come off despite the fact that they're going to romp to the to the league type thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very jealous that you weren't nervous about the game. Um, I think whenever I spoke to anyone about the game uh, in advance, I always went with the line, yeah, Fulham are definitely going to beat us. In the back of my mm. head, I was thinking... I actually don't think they will. But you don't want to say, oh, we'll definitely beat Fulham because, you know, chances mm. are they're, they are a great side. The squad is ridiculous. We saw in the lineup, great, great squad. But again, the Steve Cooper effect, in the back of your head, you're thinking, I ain't even writing us off here. So I think I was more nervous when the game started. As soon as the game started and Swansea went 1-0 up, really, really nervous. Um, I think my Fitbit was at a constant 120 BPM throughout. I think at one point <laughs> I was clinically dead. Um, yeah, I think there's quite a few. Did we talk about the Zinconago goal there and the pressure and the pressing that, that made it that way? Um, but there was a few times within uh, the game where we were all over him. We were making them make mistakes. Yeah. We were losing possession. We were nicking it from them. I think a few times that happened, they were very lucky with where the ball dropped um, on a better day for Forrest. Bit of a rub of the green. I think we could have had a few goals out of him. Um, I thought in general, it was a, a great, great game. It was very up-tempo. Um, I think a game like that, 
would go quite nicely in the Premier League next season. Uh, yeah. And I think I think we could have had a few goals. That save uh, from Surridge's effort was unreal. Um, great save. Should have been two. But it was it was very nerve-wracking. I think more nerve-wracking than Peterborough. Uh, it's a real shame that Bournemouth pulled it back to a draw, but they did they did drop points. But nerve-wracking, but it's what still a special within, still night for two us. Games, isn't yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just think... The way looking at the second half, so I think the stat for the for the game overall was they had just shy of seventy five percent. I'm talking like less than a percent shy of seventy five percent possession, but it didn't really feel like that. I know they were on top in the second half, but I, mm. you know, I was trying to. I can't remember where I where I, I don't know if it was a quote I read or something I heard, but it's like kind of describing the way that Manchester United used to play under Fergie. Like they didn't you know, like you look at. Man City Pep Guardiola and you know they play good football the classic Barcelona teams or you know Bayern Munich and stuff like that they, they play a good very sp- specific brand of football but Fergie's teams play good football but they you know they were I suppose the way you describe it is professional they, they you know they saw they you know they did the hard things when they had to and they when they had the ball they broke with pace and they got bent forward and but they're still willing to defend and I just I think that's the way I'll probably describe the way Cooper's got the team playing you know it's not the you can't, you couldn't put a pin in it and say, you know, we're, we're possession heavy, pass heavy type thing. We just, we want to get the ball forward. We want to try and score goals. And positive. Just, yeah, positive. But we're still with that reality of saying you can't, you can't concede goals. And it's just, and a, and a special shout out for the person who I thought was the man of the match was Bruce Samba. He, that game, if he could do that every week, he would be playing for a Premier League team next season, regardless of whether it's all or not. If he could replicate last night on a much more regular basis, he was the best. He showed he was the best keeper in the league last night. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, he, every, everything, whether he punched a corner or whatever it was, it just, it just, you know, there was that save that was creeping inside the post, one handy tip round. You know, he just, I don't know, I just, that, that you know, I, I, I never felt like he was going to concede anything that would that would have been less than extraordinary. And I suppose it's probably a good point to point out that, that Marit Rodak made a wonderful save from Sam Storage. Yeah. Um, I know you see lots of comments on Twitch and things, people saying that that should have gone in, but I don't know what else Sam Storage could have done. Oh no, it was a great, a great uh, finish from Sam Storage because it's as good as a goal. And I think there's not much yeah. you can do when that save is made. So, He's very unlucky. Again, showing he can get in good positions and finishing mm-hmm. is great because, you know, there's not much more he could have done. So and great credit to Sam Sorridge. He, he ran them ragged. Um, it was very interesting that he got taken off. We didn't have a striker for the last 20 minutes. Our team went he, a bit scattergun at, at one point. Sikonagel, yeah. Colback and Sorridge went off and we had um, Larea, Cafu and Lolly on. It was all a bit scattergun, um, which makes me worry a little bit. Maybe there's a few more injuries creeping in here, which wouldn't be great. Mm-hmm. But as Steve Cooper would say, next man up. Um, but even then, the, the, the players coming on the pitch worked hard. Richie Larea at one point busting down the uh, yeah. right-hand side, I thought he'd possibly done too much and fucked up a chance for us to get in. Did something I wasn't expecting, which on another day could have resulted in a goal. So... He looked great when he came on. Um, looking forward to seeing more of him. Cafu is a workhorse. He's always putting in a shift. And a Joe great, Lolly, great, great option, great option for the bench. Yeah, Cafu, great option. So is Joe Lolly. Um, mm-hmm. So I just the squad is just um, top notch, and 
full credit to Steve Cooper and obviously important addition back into the team. This game was Steve Cook. You mentioned Bree Samba, yeah. but he's got Warrell, Cook and McKenna in front of him. I don't think you yeah. can, I can think of a better back line than them. No, no, especially not when you throw Chet Spence and, and whoever feels like playing like a fucking world beater at left back this week. Um, it was interesting to, to know that when Larea came on, he just Spence went to left back, and I, I was always under the belief that, although he's definitely right footed, that Richie Larea is a is a left back specialist type thing. Yeah, I didn't so I wonder if he, I wonder that. if he's I wonder if he's bending him into the team on his comfortable side, if that makes sense. You know, that's just you know, Jess Spence is obviously happy to play anywhere because he's fucking awesome. Yeah. So let's 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 get Larea on the pitch and let's get him comfortable before we start thinking about um Yeah, I, I get it. Colbert Colbert went off and um apparently it was just fatigue, but if he can't play this weekend, I'd certainly yeah. like to see Larea at left back. I know right back is uh Larea's uh, preferred position, but he can play left back looking at his attributes. Also, you know, Jed Spence and Brennan Johnson down the right hand side is is the key yeah, for Yeah, you, really. you do lose them. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 that's if we can keep that together in the Premier League. You know, if we, if we, you know, fingers, toes, bollocks, ears, left and right side of your brain crossed. If we go up this season, if we can keep them two together down the right hand side, I just don't give a fuck who we play. They're going to be a problem. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, you know, because you, you think about it, if we, you know, and this is we're kind of digressing from the Fulham game now, but think about you know. Warrell, Cook, McKenna, you know, if there are better centre-backs, but as a three, as a unit that's played together for, you know, Warrell and McKenna have played together now for two seasons. Cook's been in there for six months. That's solid. Yeah. Jed Spence and Brennan Johnson on the right. You then have, um, well, the left-back normally plays on their own sort of thing, don't they? And then you know, if we get James Garner back alone, it's Jack Garner. And you, just the team... I don't know. I don't think we need to do if we can keep the majority of those loan players. We don't need to do much. I don't think to to have a real, real chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I suppose. Well, let's just let's just wrap up the Fulham game and just mention the most important thing: the the visuals of Steve Cooper doing fist bumps, uh, bumping into the Razzers pitch side, barging barging the Babylon out the way. Will (laughs) forever live in my memory. So, Steve Cooper, I love you, but. The Fulham win means that we have playoffs confirmed, which is... 100%. 100%. Fucking ridiculous. Like, let's just take a moment to reflect. After seven games, we were on one point when Steve Cooper mm-hmm. came in. He's, I think I saw a stat before that no team with one point after seven games has ever finished higher than... It was either 14th or 12th, something like that. It's, it's 14th. 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 We're confirmed yeah. playoffs with three games left. I mean... Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. There's the um, there's the table, the form table since Steve Cooper took over, um, which we're, we're now top, aren't we? We're now top. I've been full. We're now top. So played 35, 72 points. Fulham played 36, 71 points. So we're a point ahead of them with a game in hand since Cooper took over. Next down is Huddersfield, third, with 63 points. So you know, I mean, that just says it all. Really, we are a a promotion challenging side and I think I think if I was any other team in the playoffs I wouldn't want to face us um, we are for the first time possibly ever the team that other teams will fear in the playoffs I think we've got a lot of momentum I really hope it carries on um, I think 
I think we should be looking up. I think uh, Bournemouth might have a bit of a a uh, bottle in them. I think they might bottle it. But playoffs confirmed in itself is a massive consolation. The fact it's confirmed with three days, uh, three games to go, we don't have to worry about it after the sort of horror of what happened a few years ago. Mm. Um, just insane that that's happened. And the season was completely written off uh, for me early early doors, and I can't believe we we have actually made it to the playoffs. So. I can't wait for what's to come. Is it automatic or is it playoffs? Whatever. I'm just fucking in love with this football club right now. Yeah. I mean, obviously, 100%, I want automatic. I don't want to have to deal with playoffs. I don't want to have to, you know, I don't want to have to chew the... I already bite my nails. It's a fucking weak habit to have. But, I, you know, I will literally just have stubs if we get in the playoffs. However, if we do go up automatics... I will feel like we've missed out on a, a on a on a fucking glorious night on the lights at the city ground, and then you know, yeah. theoretically a trip to Wembley. But yeah, what, what automatic happens 100%. now? It, I was talking to I'm in a group chat with a City fan and a Liverpool fan, and they were asking each other what what is a good season for them at this point. And then they turned the question on to me: what what makes a good season for Forest this season? And it's already happened for me. Um, mm. Anything can happen this season. If we don't go through the playoffs, if we don't go automatics, you know, I'll be devastated. But the fact that we're all back in love with this football club after finding it so toxic, the Hmm. fact that we're generally looking forward to games again and loving it is just, you know, better than anything. So this season has given us some great memories. So it's, it's already been a successful season for me. Yeah, but anyway, this might sound slight, slightly weird, weird thing to just to just round this point up with. But I'm not obviously I'm horrifically disappointed. You know, it's not not cool if we don't go up this season. But with Steve Cooper in charge and a full transfer window and a full preseason, we're going to win the league with a record points total next season. So we're going to have a, a season of seeing you know 35 fucking wins. So you chance, know, chance just, would be a you know, fine thing. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. So it's you know it's not the end of the world. Um, but yeah. Well, speaking of playoffs anyway, Jacob, talk to me. Tell me, who do you want in the playoffs and why? Um, so I thought about this tactically. Um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate Huddersfield. Um, I, you, you don't generally want the team that... The team that finishes sixth is usually or is usually the one that has a last run. So I wouldn't particularly like if if it was Blackburn or Millwall who've who've you know who's had a decent run. You don't really want them because they're on form. Um, do you know, do you know what I thought about this? Uh, I want Luton. Yeah, I want Luton, and I want to give them a fucking shoe in over two legs. I I want to shove that fucking manager of the year award down Nathan Jones's throat so far it comes out of his fucking arsehole. And I, wow. I, and I think it were, I think over two over two legs it fucking happens because they were not better than us the other day. The referee fucked us, and they're they're shit. They kick fuck out of you. I hate everything about the way that his team play football. And yeah, I, over two legs, I think Stevie Cooper's Nottingham Forest give him a fucking shoeing. Yes, uh, my answer would also be Luton Town. Um, I also think over two oh. legs we can do him, and I think save uh, whether it's Borough, Sheffield United or Huddersfield look likely to be in that uh, other spot. I think that's going to be a tough game in itself. And I think 
you know, at Wembley, if we got to it, we could beat any of those on the day. Um, mm. Or uh, I wouldn't really like because Jed Spence wouldn't be available, and I think he's key. But Richie Larey is, you know, bedding in, so maybe it's not that drastic. Mm. But you know, you'd always choose Jed Spence to be on the pitch. Blades scare me slightly. Um, I know they've they're not had a very the good best team, season, they're a very good squad, squad, aren't they? Yeah, they're not had the best season. I mean, they're doing well enough. They're in the playoffs. They should probably that, that, be reaching that goes to show how good their squad is, though, isn't it? Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. If this is a bad season for them, that, that's because their team is so strong. Yeah, their team is very strong. Um, so that's why that particularly worries me. Um, not sure the Max Lowe thing will even be taken into account because I'm not sure he'll be back fit, ready to play. Yeah, I've kind of given up hope on Max Lowe, unfortunately. Yeah. And that's that's kind of also led me to think that I don't really want him next season either because he spent most of this one on a on a fold out bench hey? so yeah if he if he didn't have injuries I'd take him all day he's a fantastic yeah. player but hey ho but yeah Luton I think Luton in the semi-finals and Huddersfield in the final would be would be gold really I think it's a really good opportunity for us but yeah let's look upwards yeah yeah absolutely so um, that, that, that thus concludes this episode of the Mr. Olin podcast um, please let us know on Twitter at Miss Rolling Pod. Is that right, JJ? That is correct. Oh, woof! Please let us know who you would like to play in the playoffs, and and why. Of course, um, we may get together to do one after the Swansea game on Saturday. We are going. Um, we will, will very likely be in poets beforehand. If you see us, um, and if you're listening for the first time, thank you very much. And if you're listening again. God bless you, you're an angel. Um, you're it. You're it. <laughs>